Today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. God has this amazing, mysterious, and complex plan for His kingdom and for each part of the body that uh, within that plan. Each part of the body has a purpose. Just as we looked earlier on when we started this, all of these different systems, all of the different individual parts of those systems, the reality that I didn't even begin to touch on all of what we are made up of. Your body is a miraculous creation. Even when you're not aware, The various systems of your body work in harmony, enabling you to live and function. The human body is extremely complex. In Pastor David's message today, he explores how God made us and how we are perfectly and wonderfully made in order that we may serve God together. Just as our human body is an amazing creation to behold, so is the diverse body of believers in this world. Each person has a unique purpose to fulfill God's plan in this world. Now here's Pastor David with part one of today's message entitled, Body Works. We're going to actually uh, going to begin down in verse 13. I was going to read the entire chapter. It's an absolutely beautiful, uh, exciting chapter again about how God knows us. He understands us. He's, he knows our ins and our outs. He knows everything about us. And the amazing thing is, is he loves us anyway. Amen? I think that's that's the good news right there, is he loves us anyway. Hey, Psalm 139, down in verse 13, we read these words. For you formed my inward parts, and you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. I could stop right there, and that would be an absolutely powerful message to preach against abortion. The continued amount of uh, murdering of of innocent babies that continues to go on in our country. I could make this a very political message by speaking that one platform that's running for president is pro-abortion while another platform is anti-abortion. But we're not going to go into politics again. I think I promised that a couple of weeks ago. I wouldn't. uh, We'll still try not to go into politics. But when you look and you understand God's plan and purpose for each one of us, He designed us, he purposed us, he planned us 
long before we began being fashioned and formed in our mother's womb. How can we say that a life doesn't matter when God's word shows so clearly that it does? But that's not the message tonight. I look at these words in particular, and I'm I'm brought to understand, brought to remember, and, and to consider the fact that of all of God's creation, all of it. I mean, from the, from the galaxies that reach to the, to the furthest ends of, of what we know as our universe, the, the, even to the most smallest microscopic thing that you can imagine. Of all of God's creation, the fact is, is our bodies really stand out as the most amazing, mystical, and complex of all of his creation. Do you ever think about your body much? Okay, now I'm, I'm not talking about when you step on the scales, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. And I'm, I'm not talking about when you just get that brand new hairdo and uh, you're all looking fine. You know, actually, we're, our culture right now, with the onset of uh, cell phones, you know, the selfies have made us probably one of the most narcissistic societies uh, that we've seen. But anyway, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the amazement of it. Just the absolute mystery within our body and the complexity of it all, the very essence of who we are. We truly uh, are. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. God has designed us. God has created us. There's no doubt about it. Well, within the human body, there's a number of complete systems at work. It's amazing all the stuff that has to be firing exactly right for you and I to be and to do what we do even right now. I'm going to go through some of these just to give you kind of a get you the the, the concept and the thought of this. First of all, uh, one of those systems is called the circulatory system. The circulatory system, that's what moves the blood, moves the nutrients, moves the oxygen, the carbon dioxide, the hormones around the body. The main portions of the circulatory system uh, are the heart. Uh, With that, the blood, the blood vessels, the arteries, the veins, and oh, so much more. But just on the basic side, that's what involves in our circulatory system. Then we have our digestive system, this mass of connected organs, all of them working together to allow the body to be able to break down and absorb food and then remove the waste. So it includes, but it's not limited to, the mouth, the esophagus, the stomach, the small intestine, the large intestine, and, well, everything south of the large intestine, if you know what I mean. Okay. It also includes our liver. It includes the pancreas, those things that kind of help produce the digestive juices within our bodies. Let's not forget what's called the endocrine system. There's eight of these major glands. In those glands, they secrete hormones that get into our blood. These hormones travel throughout the body to different tissues, regulate uh, various bodily functions, everything from our metabolism and our growth, uh, or our metabolism and our growth as we continue on to mature and the different things that happen on through maturity. You should also be glad that God also included an immune system. It's the body's defense system. It helps us to fight off harmful bacteria, viruses, variety of pathogens that that could really bring sickness and even death into our bodies if we did not have an effective and an active immune system. And when our immune system is deficient, 
then we are open to all kinds of diseases. The immune system, really well-equipped. It's, it's, you might consider it being uh, equipped with the weapons of modern warfare because it's always checking against these things that are coming against us. Throughout our body, we have defense systems uh, from our immune system, our, our lymph nodes, uh, the spleen, even our bone marrow, all of these things. This little bitty thing called the thymus that, again, you need it, and you wonder, there's a little bitty thing, and yet it's so necessary within our lives. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if those things weren't enough, then we have our nervous system. That's what controls both our voluntary actions, like uh, you know, all of our conscious movement. We're going to walk, we're going to talk, we're going to wave our hands when we speak, although for me that's not a voluntary thing. That's kind of an involuntary thing. Uh, I was talking to one of the uh, young little girls uh, this Sunday, and she was looking at me while I was talking and uh, visiting with someone. She said, why do you wave your hands so much? <laughs> I said, I don't wave my hands. I couldn't even talk without moving my hands. So. But anyway, it's all part of my nervous system. That's kind of where I'm at. But it also controls those involuntary things, uh, like, like breathing, okay? When you fall asleep at night, for the most part, we don't have to keep reminding ourselves to keep breathing. Now, I know some of you have those little breathing machines to kind of help that, but that's a whole nother issue. For the most part, our hearts work at a regular rate. Our lungs work at a regular rate. That's part of that involuntary action of our nervous system. The peri- what they call the peripheral nervous system. That consists of all the nerves that connect every other part of our body to the central nervous system. If you're out and you're building something and you hit yourself with a hammer, you hit your finger, guess what? Your whole body hurts, amen? You stub a toe in the middle of the night and your whole body hurts. I've got a spot on my back right now that's kind of like a little knot, and it's kind of, okay, my, my whole body hurts because of that thing. And that's the way we're wired. That's the way we're designed. Wrapping around all of this body, the, everything that we've talked about so far, is what they call the muscular system. Do you realize that your body consists of about 650 muscles? 650 muscles. Some of those muscles are bigger than other ones, okay? Some people have really big muscles in their head. Some people have really big muscles in their arms. I'm not sure where I would fall into either of those. But the muscles primarily, they, they kind of aid in our movement, uh, body flow, the, the bodily functions. And they also kind of hold everything together. They assist in that. To maintain the uh, promise that there's going to be a next generation God has also blessed us with reproductive systems. And this system is what helps us to, well, reproduce, okay? So it's there. We haven't even mentioned our primary support system, the skeletal system. Again, that's the mainframe of everything that we are. It kind of keeps us upright. Uh, It says that we have 206 bones. Now, in opposition to a very faulty understanding that some people have, Women and men have the exact same number of ribs, okay? Men don't have one less rib because of what Adam did back in the garden, okay? God made that better the next time. I mean, he used that one rib, and then he went on from there. But anyway, that skeletal system is connected by tendons and ligaments and cartilage, all of that to, again, help us to be able to stand, help us with movement, help the support of the body. It also involves, again, the the production of blood cells and the storage of calcium. And you know that your teeth, they're 
part of our skeletal system, but they're not really considered as bones themselves. In order for us to have that physical breath of life, we also have to have a respiratory system. And again, that allows us to be able to exchange bringing in healthy oxygen and getting rid of carbon dioxide, again, helping us to to, uh, breathe our diaphragm, our lungs, our trachea, all of those things necessary for that. But we can't forget the largest organ any of us have. It is the skin. And again, it protects us from that outside world. It's our first defense against bacteria and viruses, all these other pathogens that we talked about earlier. Our skin also helps us to be able to regulate our body temperature and eliminate waste through perspiration. Now, you say, that's great, Pastor. So what? Well, first of all, I want to let you know before I tell you so what, that's just like not even the tip of the iceberg. To know all that the body does, I mean, that's what a semester or a couple of years in college will do to help you understand all about this body that's so fearfully and wonderfully made. But you know what? There's a few other things that I want to draw your attention to just for fun. Hang in there with me. This does have a point, okay? The human body contains nearly 100 trillion, with a T, 100 trillion cells, okay? There's at least 10 times as many bacteria in the human body as there are cells. You got a lot of bacteria working in you. 10 times the number of cells, and there's 100 trillion cells. The average adult takes over two or over 20,000 breaths a day, okay? 20,000 Ins and outs, ins and outs. That's a lot of breathing going on. Each day, the kidneys produce, on average, about 200 quarts or 500 gallons of blood to filter out about two quarts of waste and water. So all of that blood being cycled through there in order to filter out, again, our waste in the water. The human brain, on average, contains about 100 billion nerve cells. That's billion with a B. Now, granted, there are some that have a whole lot fewer. We understand. No, I'm just kidding. No. A hundred billion nerve cells. And here's the greatest news of all. Water makes up more than 50% of the average adult's body weight. Water. You want to go on a diet? Stop drinking water. Just stop it. Just stop it. So drink coffee instead. No. (laughs) Okay, so all of this together, I wanted to bring this to you to help you, again, be reminded to bring clarity to the understanding of the complexity of the human body. God has designed us that way. And, you know, some say, oh, no, we evolved to that. The problem is, is there's so many of those systems that could have never happened through evolution because they had to be in place. They they could not have suddenly decided, well, I need to build me a spleen in this thing. So in about 20 or 30 million years, I'll be working on this little thing till eventually I have a spleen or I have an esophagus or my my heart beats at the rate. It's just so insane to look at, again, this idea of evolution and totally bypass the understanding that we were fearfully 
and wonderfully made. An amazing, mysterious, complex thing called the human body. There's no wonder that the Bible speaks of the church as being the body of Christ. We look at the diversity of the church. <laughs> we go through the body and we have all these different systems and each one is necessary. Each one is having to work together with the other to make the body do what it does. The church is the same way. Now I'm talking the church in general, much more than just these four walls, much more than the, just this one congregation. I'm talking about the church in general, all that God is doing in fellowships like this, fellowships totally different than this, but still who trust in the grace and the mercy of God through the, through the sacrifice of Christ for their salvation. The body of believers, the diversity that's there. Now you take that and you bring it into a local body, and guess what? We're almost just as diverse the uniqueness of each one of us, even here tonight with this size of a crowd. We could go through and we could start talking about backgrounds and, and, and strengths and, and weaknesses and abilities and experiences and all of these things, uh, education, understanding, all of these things. And we are diverse. God loves, I don't know if you've caught this yet, but God loves diversity. God loves diversity. Guess what? My right hand is very similar to my left hand, but it's totally different too. The prints of the fingers are different. The, even how each one of them works in, in opposition to the others, very similar, but completely different. In the same way, even within the body of Christ. There's similarities, yet there's differences. The similarities even of a hand to a foot. You know, have you, I know this is kind of goofy. I'll, I'll kind of give you my, my, my secrets here. You ever pick up stuff with your feet? You know, just kind of crinkle your toes? Come on, guys, I know you do that. You know, you're supposed to pick up your uh, dirty socks. You just go up there and grab them. And you do that? I'm, am I the only one? No. Okay, okay. So there, there's similarities, okay? But they're totally different. Totally different. And the difference is greater than hand to hand, isn't it? We could go on and on through the physical body, see the differences. But what I want you to know is that we are joined together. Even in this congregation, we are joined together as his church, as the body of Christ. And again, now I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as we get into the study this evening. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You were probably wondering how in the world is all of this going to tie in to where this guy is. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we are down in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Remember, we've been speaking about the variety of the gifts within the body, and we've gone through uh, several of those over the last couple of weeks. Well, now as we proceed on, beginning in verse 12, Paul writes, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, there's still one body, so also is Christ. 
For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, rather Jew or Greek, rather slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Now, first of all, you need to understand that just because Paul says uh, this idea of, of Jews and Greeks here, you need to realize he's, it's not that he's leaving out the Irish and the Italians, okay? Uh, they're all included. It's when, when Paul uses that phrase, Jews and Greeks, it's the mindset of that time that would have been inclusive of all people groups. In other words, the Jews and everybody else. To, to the Jew, that's the way the world was broken up. The Jews and everybody else. So that's what Paul is saying. He says that, again, rather Jews or everybody else, slaves or free, we've all been made to drink into one spirit. The body of Christ, gang, according to God's word, the body of Christ is made up of all peoples of every tribe, tongue, and nation. There's not a people group that is left out of being a part of the body of Christ. Look at what John writes in the book of Revelation in chapter 5. He's, he's there and he sees him and he sees the, uh, the 4 and 20 elders and, and others that are there singing. And in verse 9 of chapter 5, he says that they are singing or saying, you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals for you were slain, speaking to Christ, the lamb there in Revelation, you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation. There's not a people group, there's not a tribe, there's not a tongue, there's not a nation, but that God's Spirit has touched and drawn people into his kingdom, into that great body. And again, I love that because, again, the diversity of the group of people that make up what the church is. And within that diversity, God has this amazing, mysterious, and complex plan for his kingdom and for each part of the body that uh, within that plan. Each part of the body has a purpose. Just as we looked earlier on when we started this, all of these different systems, all of the different individual parts of those systems, the reality that I didn't even begin to touch on all of what we are made up of, Each one has a purpose. Each one has a reason for being there. And just as you have a reason for being within the body of Christ, God does not save any of us just because. Just because. He calls us into his kingdom for purpose. For a purpose and a plan. Again, it's the diversity of, I believe, that makes for the strength within the body of Christ. Look now down at verse 15, still back in 1 Corinthians 12, down in verse 15. He says, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body. Is it therefore part of the body? Well, of course it is. But if the ear should say, well, since I'm not an eye, then I'm not really part of the body. Well, is it therefore not a part of the body? Well, of course it is. What happens if the body were this gigantic eye? That's what he says here. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? And if the whole were hearing, then where would the smelling be? We would be one odd-looking body, wouldn't we? Open our hearts. 
As we conclude our time here today on The Open Word, we'd like to thank you for listening. We hope that the words Pastor David has shared from the book of 1 Corinthians have touched your life and that you're eager to dive into a deeper relationship with Jesus. We'd like to invite you to join us again on The Open Word, but you don't have to wait to hear more messages from the Word of God. With details on how you can listen online, here's Pastor David. Hey, thanks, Chris. The Open Word has an archive of previous messages ready to be listened to, downloaded, and shared at theopenword.com. Simply click on the teachings link at the top of the page. You can also take the Open Word with you on the go by subscribing to our podcasts. This can be done through our website or by searching The Open Word on iTunes. By subscribing, you'll have sound, biblical-based teachings with you anytime and anywhere. Thanks, Pastor David. While you're at TheOpenWord.com, be sure to click on About for information about the ministry of The Open Word and more about Pastor David. There's also a link to Pastor David's blog, another great resource that looks deeper into what the Bible is teaching us. That website again is TheOpenWord.com. That's all the time we have for today here on The Open Word. Join us next time as Pastor David continues teaching verse by verse through the book of 1 Corinthians. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope that you have a blessed day.